For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. I'm George Decay, and mischievous, Mr. Possible, are not welcome in these parts. You're listening to Pastor Lindsay, the movement turns. Our flag is proudly floating on the land and on the bay. Shout, shout the battle cry of freedom. Beneath it up we've conquered and will conquer us again. Shout, shout the battle cry of freedom. Our Dixie forever. She's never at a loss. Down with the eagle and up with the cross. We will rally around the body flag with the once again. Shout, shout the battle cry of freedom. Our gallant boys have marched to the rolling of the drums. Shout, shout the battle cry of freedom. And the leaders in charge cry out, come, boys, come. Shout, shout the battle cry of freedom. Dixie forever, she's never at a loss. Down with the eagle and up with the cross. We will rally round the bunny flag will rally once again. Shout, shout the battle cry of freedom. They have laid down their lives on the bloody battlefield. Shout, shout the battle cry of freedom. Their motto is resistance to the tyrants never heal. 
shout, shout the battle cry of freedom. Homeland forever, we've never had a loss. Down with the eagle and up with the cross. We must rally round the Bible and rally once again. Shout, shout the battle cry of freedom. Why he don't fucking lie? 
It was dirty, pissed possum, and all of Satan's members that want to take him down on the fly. Martin had a wife, he loved all his life. Four grandkids, they are so brave. Destroying Zob caught his eye. Happy jobs on lies and putting Zog Babylon in its grave. Sort of like fade the bitcher. 
All of a sudden, if he doesn't have that money, he's going to close down. And guess what? Next Monday, he's talking as if nothing happened. I guess people somehow managed to get in the mail, even though it don't run on Sunday and only half a Saturday. Somehow he managed to get a whole bunch of money in the next, what, oh, 36 hours or so? How'd that happen? So you have sperm fart. Uh, we, we must spend $7,500, $2,500 uh, pure profit on this Jamaican Haitian radio station where they, you know, they play Haitian nigger music most of the time, but they allow us to screech over on Palm Beach, I guess, to the niggers here. I don't know what they're, who they're you know, into the Jews. Oh, their hate speech or something like that. Folks, it's sort of like sort of like Trader Glenn Miller is Aryan alternative. He would claim it would cost it would cost twenty thousand dollars to print the Aryan alternative, his little tabloid newspaper. He'd claim it cost that much. And guess what? The VNNF charts send in four hundred dollars. Oh, where the hell is someone who oh was on a is on an army retirement. Where did he come up with the other $19,600? Oh, it just beat the fuck out of me. Can you say Zog Babylon? No, I knew you could. Folks, there's a number of ways of financing it. Uh, something like RBN or whatever. They go and they sell advertising and they sell colloidal silver and they sell wheat berries or whatever. They they do whatever little game they need to do, and you don't know if they're zog bot, you know, zog bots or not. But you have the rest of them here. They have no visible means of support. How the hell do they get the money for that? Well, can you say zog? Anyway, here they are in talk show. They have about five listeners. You know, including Long Island Brian, he likes this here, and they got a nice little club here. And I felt incumbent on me to tell, you know, SS John, you know, Butler's nephew, that these people are probably more dangerous than most let. There's no such thing. So I ended the show talking about what happened April 23rd of 1995. See, April 19th of 1995 was the Oklahoma City Zog Falls flag operation meant to pretty well shut down the militia movement, but it didn't. What it did is it made, because on the 21st, here I am waiting, you know, fighting over a trial in which I will be found guilty of driving with a burnt-out headlight, uh, which really shouldn't have been tried at all, but I spent 28 days for contempt of court, for which I was guilty. I had nothing but contempt for that piece of shit judge's court. I don't have much, you know, I don't have much respect for any Zog court. I didn't have any respect for that. So later on, I would, uh, I would get to eat bologna sandwiches for a number of days. But in case this pig is this little judge, Jesus Showbro, Smoking Joe Showbro. And he's a Catholic, he was a Catholic piece of shit. He was a crooked lawyer, then a crooked prosecutor in McDonald County. He went after Bob Jose all the time. And then here he is, you know, here he is. He gets selected mayor or uh, judge in Jasper County. And, uh, hey, you know, he, I get tried. 
you know, he, he, he does all the crooked shit, you know, and, uh, yeah, I had a burnt-out side on the headlight, but on the other hand, they're not supposed to make a stop on a uh, ripping air and traffic flow and regulation by town pigs. He, he, the pig pulled me over because something I said on the TV radio here. That was you know, sort of mean. But in any case, I uh, here I am. I mean, pretty well the Jew just screwed me over. Of course, later on, he would throw me in jail for 12 hours for, quote, safekeeping. And that would form a federal lawsuit against Showboro and Jasper County, and it'd go on. And you have this piece of shit who was actually pretty smart for a judge, Dean Whipple, handling the matter. So in any case, I'm sitting, and through, you know, we'd already arranged to a bunch of survivalists or something like that. They're going to join me and, let's say, Roberts, this older guy's militia in Carthage for Jasper County, Newton County, and McDonald County. But guess what? Guess what? Of course, it went into Lawrence County and Berry County as well. So anyway, here, here are all these people coming and telling us, Martin, Robert, we can't join your militia. Why, hey, Zog Bowie, you know, this Timothy Bay character who's just done the perp walk, he was associated with the Michigan militia, and we don't want to join militia. We don't get, want to get in trouble. And what could what could me and Robert say? I mean, hey, you know, there's nothing to say about it. I mean, we can't beg. They're not going to join our militia. They were right not to. I was wrong. So anyway, I'm telling SS John about what I heard tonight on this program. You have a bunch of tars. Tom, we really like you, Tom. You know, here you have Tidewater. You have Tidewater Fly Douchebag. You know, listen to Friday Night Show. Didn't make any sense unless the fact he's a pig, and that's what he is. So look at his picture. You see a NCO who doesn't like the deal life gave him, and you see a pig. And folks, it's dangerous to talk to a pig. It's more dangerous to talk to a pig than it is a nigger. They can go ahead and rob and rape and kill and eat you here. And the pig may not do all that here, but he's more likely to go ahead and destroy your life. So I told the story about what happened Saturday. You know, at this Springfield Public Library branch. Where's us, us militia people going there? And oh my God, what are we? This is a Springfield. This was a different militia. I have formed two militias, you know. The one I had the most to do was with the local one here, but I go to Springfield, the 24th Missouri Militia, whatever it was. And, oh, it was bigger, but it was scattered all out. You know, it was scattered all out to the center part of the southern center part of the state through the Ozarks. But any case, we're sitting there, and here comes this libertarian. His name is Thomas Snap. I call him Judas Snap because he's a wild piece of shit. He has a he has a blog called Napster. Uh, he's a you know he is a you know he's a libertarian, which means that everything he does has a justification to that. Here he went ahead and uh, you know, he pulled he pulled a betrayal of my hospitality to my sister-in-law. So in case, uh, I call him Judas Snap. But anyway, Judas Snap, he brings in 
he brings in this character with a big old red nose, you know, big big old vein into it, where he looks like he's a drinking hibernator, named P.J. Payne. Is that his real name? P.J. Payne is so smart. He is so, he is so, uh, oh, he's on the ball. He's squared away. He's not like most of the tards coming in who, you know, they've been reading something. Now, this was in the days of the Internet first beginning, really. Uh, really, there wasn't much of an Internet page at all. Supposedly, Sperm Fart started uh, about, oh, two weeks, less 20 years ago. You know, there's no computers. There's no computers uh, in the Internet. Well, I guess what, the... The baud rate is 2,400 baud. Now there's a few. For those of you who have more money, you can get a fax modem with 14.4 and 14.4 baud, but it costs a good deal why the average baud of a modem is 2,400. And there's a bunch of older uh, 1,200 baud modems, internal, external. And I go ahead, you know, later that year, I bought me a 2,400 baud Zoom modem. The black plastic one. 2,400 baud. It has a big old fire hose coming out of it here uh, into the serial port. You know, I'm running a, uh, I'm running a 386 FX20 with a large whopping 120 meg running Windows 3.1, you know, Windows for networking. Right at top, DOS 5, and running Word 6 here, which was the best word processing program ever, in my opinion. Best word processing, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm editing a, you know, zine called Southwest Missouri Libertarian. In any case, he introduces P.J. Payne. And P.J. Payne, he's on the ball. He's very smart. And in northern and central Missouri, there's another character, and I forget what his name was. He gets elected, well, I guess Supreme Warlord or whatever. He gets elected president of the unaffiliated militias of Missouri. Smart, another smart, very smart guy here. Well, anyway, This guy, you know, there's, there's this group here, and they decide, you know, split off from the 24th and call themselves the 16th Light Infantry. I don't know where they come up with the name 16th here as opposed to 666, but they take old P.J. Payne with them and make him a security officer. And he's, that's a Springfield, but, you know, he's also with this other one. And there's this guy in Pierce City who was very, very, very good at gunsmithing. He would do shit that we thought was pointless, like take these FKS rounds, which were steel, and he would drill them out so they could take a boxer primer instead of the barrier, and he'd fire that, and then he would reload that steel case, that steel outside shells, not brass, it's steel. And Martin's rather, you know, rough on the dice and says, why are you doing this? I mean, an SKS round is, what, 12 cents? You're doubtless spending as much or more on reloading you know, this steel case. Why are you doing it? Oh, because I can. 
Well, I mean, else to me. There's another project of creative gunsmithing involved, and what it involves is going ahead and finding the receiver for a World War II German machine gun. And I'm not sure if it's the MG38 or MG42, but they're all messed. You know, it's all it's all tore up. It's supposed to just be used for a memento, and guess what? He gets a hold of it. But he has a crazy wife, a crazy, silly bitch wife who, you know, has the brains of a bird at that, you know, and not a very smart bird. And he goes, so he goes ahead and makes himself a uh, machine gun. Makes himself a machine gun. And then the goofy bitch, he's thinking divorce her, so he gives it to the new 16th Missouri Light Infantry. Security officer, PJ Payne. I'll go ahead and tell a story here. I'm going to go ahead and take about a 30 second break. I'm going to unmute SS John. Folks, this guy was looking at a number of years in prison because a pig got in. Hey, SS John, how you doing? Hey, Pastor L, how's it going? Oh, well enough here. Uh, you know, I, I called in. I, I ranted for about a half hour uh, about what went on in uh, all pro-white, all white American, whatever the hell it was, the old Tom Bowie and old bitch Buberos. And uh, what happens is the tattered flag is quite troll. But we had uh, we had old uh, Boo from you know from D.C. A.K.A. Wailing Wallstein, and the character has somehow managed to take over Metzger's website, and he's a big fan of Carolyn Yenta, uh, no fan of free speech or really of white people, and he's a he's an ex Larushi. So I get into an argument with old Boob because I, old Boob goes ahead and he lies that I called Carolyn Cahant Yeager, uh, that I called her a cunt here. Well, no, I may have said Cahant instead of Cahant, but uh, Boob was lying. And then old uh, Tom Bowie takes it into his head to go ahead and block me and block whatever else I had to say, and then go ahead and about how impolite it was. And then mother of three, uh, she was calling me Pastor Potty Mouth and demanding my censorship. And they were all saying, we censor here, we censor here. Well, boom, he censors you know, over on Wailing Wall Street. And I know he did, does here. But I'm listening to this here, and I'm thinking, is that, shoot, what the hell happened? And then I went ahead and listened, and uh, for my gear, he let the tattered flag on, because tattered flag, I guess, is not deemed as dangerous as I am to have him on. I mean, old Bob, way back in November, he was scared. He was scared, because I have a reputation of digging in, you know, digging in and finding out stuff here. And old Bob, he circled around three times before he finally banned me. You know what I mean? So... 
What, well, what show? What show? Are you what show were you on, Pastor L? I was on uh, Tom Boys and Bitch Buberosa. Actually, calls up Rich Buberosa. I call him Bitch Buberosa. Uh, all white pro American. Uh, yeah, yeah now it's P W A. That the actual um, guy that started that show is a is a member of the Klan. Um, I believe in Arkansas. And uh, okay. Tom's been running that show for him because um, of uh, altercations with uh, his his work. So um, okay, I understand that. But what is known and what is not denied is that Tom Bowie is he calls himself an ex policeman. There's no such thing as an ex policeman. You know what I mean? What? Well, I, I agree with that, but I mean, you know, the AMSSMC has, uh, and he has already uh, basically set himself up for, um, you know, being, you know, uh, put through the realm, uh, which, I mean, we can do. We, you know, as an organization, you know, anybody that thinks we're a bunch of dumb bikers has watched too much uh, SOA or. Um, laughing devils or any of that. Uh, we we do the research. We we're not a. Okay. Uh, we we if somebody wants in our organization, we go out and meet them before we give them that application. We don't say send us twenty five bucks and uh, now you're the the national uh, ambassador for the state of Arizona. So well, I mean we have. Well, I mean you know, you know that's. That's what Mo Goat did with me in Missouri here before he had to cut a deal here. But I don't know. I have seen essentially what happens is somebody introduce somebody else. And that's how you get creatures like that in. And you had, you know, these two Missouri Highway Patrolmen, they were somewhat vetted, somewhat vetted. And the end result is, you know, I was about to go is you know, say is that hey, he rose, he rose in rank. He sort of avoided me because even now I'm sort of suspicious. And I was asking him, why are you going to Normosa's Third Continental Congress thing? There's no point to it. He agreed with me. And then I heard he went to it here because Normosa wanted to get back and you know, be a militia general again. Well, what happened? Seven months went by. And around the 4th of July, he rolls up this, you know, raving lunatic named Brad Glover and about, oh, five or six others, you know, mainly from Kansas, and they get, well, 10, 15-year prison sentences. But he also rolls up what's known as the Missouri 20, which was a bunch of old, old characters here who were practicing common law without a clue. And it went down from 20 to 13. It ended up, you know, only seven of them spent, what, 15 months, two years, whatever, you know, in a Missouri prison. In fact, they spent more time in jail than they ever did in prison. You know, they went through two trials. But, hey, this character, this character was, oh, he was, you know, he was smart or something like that here. But, heck, if we'd known he'd been a pig, you know, he'd known he'd been a pig, well, hey, you're not, you know, once you take all these pigs, you're not getting in. Now, anyway, oh, you might want to go yeah. ahead and look. You might want to go ahead and look, but I'm, I'm listening to these people. Tom, you're okay. Tom, you're whatever. Oh, Tom, he doesn't want to talk to me. He doesn't want to talk to me at all. And 
you know, I've, I've, you know, I've invited him to go ahead and call on the show. I'd invite you. I'd invite Long Island Bryant to go ahead and call. You end up having this other mom of three. And here she is, Pastor Polly Mouth. It's awful. Essentially, old Boob from, well, you know, Boob Wellingwallstein. You know, he's affiliated with Carolyn Yeager. He's a little He's altogether bad news. And for my Gary, he's taking over, you know, Metzger's, uh, Metzger's remaining white Anglo, white Aryan resistance uh, Todd Corral. And one of the one of the things that gets Metzger pissed off is Covington and a number of others says that, hey, he lost to the Southern Pride Law Center. Now he's getting money. I mean, what's he doing? Well, he's getting half the money. He's giving all the names that he gets money from these loan cards, sending him 5 or $10, and he shares it with the Southern Pride Law Center. It looks like old Boob is now taking over for old Metzger. So you you have all this sort of stuff. You have Andre the nigger angling. Four years ago, he was, you know, he's always been a nigger. Four years ago, he's an anti-racist activist <laughs> saying that he loves, that he loves, that he loves essentially nigger pussy. And he's running around. He has a YouTube video showing me and my jailbait Filipino girlfriend. You see some little... 12 or 13 year old budding in Melville Marcos. I want, I want, I want, I want. Going through this Filipino mall, and he's looking like a pussy, well, you know, you know, slant pussy whoop dolt here, and he's just putting up the butt with it. And about a year and a half ago, he made that YouTube video go down, and he goes against anybody who puts the thing back up. I mean, what you do is you, you know, if you see a video that's likely to go down, you go to keepvid.com and you, 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 you slurp it up here. You know, I've, I've slipped up Brian Rio uh, YouTube videos before he could go ahead and take them down. And I've, I've done that. You know. So anyway, but if you put it up, you know, Andre the Nigger is going to go after you. So here is Larry Wallstein. He's all for Andre the Nigger. He's for, Andre, you know, he's for Carolyn Yeager, Kahat. Uh, I call her Carolyn Yentis tank here. He's all for her. She went ass to mouth with Rabbi Fink. I mean, a Jew pig. Uh, you have all these people who essentially have these bad connections. And here is Tom Bowie, me and old Boob, we get into it. You know, I tell him, I said, hey, you're lying. I didn't call her a cunt, but essentially you wandered around three different times trying to find, you know, trying to, I don't know, I found out over the years that having me on their show you know, when they know I'm going to be chewing their ass is, you know, it's sort of like inviting, it's sort of like inviting Mike Wallace. You know, I don't know, there's this dude named Mike Wallace. I forget his original dude name on 60 Minutes. It's like inviting 60 Minutes to come into your show to show you're not a crook when you are a crook. You know what I mean? And right. sooner or later you're going to get, you're going to get your ass whooped, but you don't know. You don't know what to do because if you don't allow, if you don't get on 60 minutes, like people think you have something to hide. So you allow 60 minutes, and then guess what? Uh, I mean, you're, you know, being a crook, you get, you get your ass, you're, you're getting your ass pounded. So you, uh, you know, you go ahead, you threaten to sue, you scream, you whine, you piss and moan. There was a Jew named Stanley Wader in the World Wide Church God who pulled that way back in 1970 something or another, late 70s. So you know that's what you know that's what old uh, that's what old uh, 
That's a little boob, you know, that's boob position, but that's way back in November. Things died down, and then old boob, he's telling a lie. He's, he's going ahead and telling his own little lies here. Censorship is good. Censorship is good. So I get on, and all of a sudden I hear old Tom Boy, he is all mad. And what I see here is a mad pig. I hear a mad pig who essentially his pigotry got the best of him, and I'm listening to that. He had this mom of three. Here she is talking about how censorship is good, and pastor party mouth needs to be censored, and oh, you know, I, I go ahead and ask her, uh, you know, uh, your mother of three, where's your kids? She says she has a 20-year-old. Well, guess what? I thought Long Island Blind was her uh, was her kid, her oldest kid. Then she has another one, then she has a 17-year-old. So that would make her probably around in her late 30s, early 40s. But the question then is, is because I've come across a number of women, number of women who they don't have men, but what they want to do is they want to censor men. They want, you know, I've, I've been censored off the Grammy Telephone Company by uh, Quint Downey's buddy, uh, Maggie Bell Bitch Butts of Tupelo, Mississippi. They come in and they want to censor white men. So she goes ahead and says, Muriel Lobb, Muriel Lobb wouldn't let me speak to you like that. And I'm thinking, you know, guess what? A clan, a clan will, unless it's totally messed up, like uh, Meerkat Mark Downey's uh, and uh, Clint Downey's and the Badinsky characters, it won't have, it won't, it, it won't allow, it won't allow women to rule over men. You know, it, it don't allow women who are, so essentially she went bitching to Muriel Robb, and Muriel Robb went bitching to Tom Robb, and Tom Robb essentially took the part of some woman and said, you know, don't like what he's saying, Tom Robb would lose everybody who is worth having because this is totally against Scripture, this is totally against what he professes to believe. So he would lose every single, you know, he had the tolerance, but he would lose Everyone. So this would not happen with Tom Robb's clan, but I've seen it happen in a number of other clans to where they let women run wild. Uh, yes, you have clan auxiliaries where the women get to, well, tell, I guess, other women what to do. But you don't have in any normal clan or any normal Nazi organization or anything else here, you do not have women telling men. You know, especially men who are not their husbands, their fathers, or their brothers, what to do. So anyway, she, you know, I end up getting mute over that, and then old Tom Bowie screaming, he doesn't mind, he doesn't believe in the apocalypse, he doesn't believe in all this, so what do you believe in? And essentially, as a pig, of course you don't believe in the apocalypse. The apocalypse don't have any good news for him. In the apocalypse, he's dead meat. You know, same way with Jews. I mean, with any other tear, he's dead meat. So pretty well I listened again, and I figured out, is that, look, you'll have a whole bunch of nimbus retards. And I got blamed. I brought Long Island Brian. He pretends that he acts like he thinks I have control over these nimbus retards. I do not. But the only control I have is that they like being on this show and being tards. So what you do is you take advantage of them, and they are useful in keeping, you know, playing Cossacks and Jew boys with Finkelstein, and I'm going to be 
whooping up on Dan Johns and the rest of them. Here's another, here's another thing here. Here's this Rich Buberos here. I call him Buberos. Old Rich does not like Christian identity. He says the same thing that Welling Wallstein says, is that Jews, Jews are not a race. Why, they're just simply a crime syndicate. They're not the spawn of faith. So he sounds like a no-devil. And the problem he has, he sounds just like your cat Mark Downey. Uh, the idiot who ran off the sexual mask out of the White State clan named uh, Debbie Badinsky Downey. But I figured out is that this is probably a regional accent from the peninsula of Washington here. So he sounds a good deal like the iPhones near Cat Mark for a while. But, you know, I don't think it was here. But here they are. They have, um, you're looking at what they listen to. And old Tom Bowie shows up on old Dan Johns. Dan Johns is an Ashkenazi Melungeon who has Crohn's. His kid, Jeremiah Johns, has really has Crohn's really, really bad, and his grandson has it even worse here. You know, really messed up here. And I, you know, I, uh, well, essentially I went ahead and found out about uh, Legal Manzo in 2012. Legal Manzo was working with Brian Rio, you know, to come up with a little plan to get my web pages turned down. And what happens is I have, oh, I have about a week to add parties. I'm going to add Dan Johns. I'm going to add his son to my lawsuit. I'm going to find out. But Dan Johns came in in 1999 under Wickstrom. Uh, essentially, Dan Johns, you can listen to him. He's not only Welsh here. He, he thinks that Cherokees are Welsh, that they speak Welsh. And he sort of admitted in a roundabout way that he's not, well, that he's a Celtic Cherokee or something like that. And you'll have, you'll have these characters in Chris Day. You'll have these, well, Dewey Tuck calls and whatnot, I call them Mamsers. You have all these people in there. But you're looking at all these particular shows with Eli James. Eli James is a Chicago Sephardi Jew who was, Brought in by Dan Johns in 2003. I found that out from Dan Johns, thanks to Tattered Flag in August of 2003. So you see all these dodgy characters. They are on good terms with critters who have come in. So anyway, what I wanted, you know, what I wanted is I wanted Tom Bowie. He can go ahead and say whatever he wants. He can call in to the show. I will not censor him. I will not censor him at all. But he really doesn't have anything to say. Because if you listen to what happens Friday, look at him. You know, if you listen to that, he used to be, I would have you, I would have you cleaning up that, you know, cleaning up precisely he's talking like an NC, a senior NCO in the Army. They pull that sort of shit. So you go ahead and you look at his picture. He's not happy with his life. He's not happy with his life at all. You know, and I found that picture. You go ahead and look. He looks like he's more at ease with damn cops in the background than he is with the tattooed skinheads, you know, at the front here. So I, I've seen I've seen these characters come and go, and that's what I want, you know, the show I wanted to you know, talk about is that I've seen this happen before. They, you know, somebody goes ahead and brings in. I don't know how this northern, you know, the, the other pig got in. But eventually they were starting to get suspicious of them because every single thing that they were sent to do didn't get done. 
didn't get done. And then on the 4th of July weekend of, uh, when was it, 1997, they pretty well rolled up this plot by this idiot Brad Glover to have a gun battle at Fort well, Fort Hood, Texas here, because they believe there were 10,000 Chanka soldiers or something like that. And about about seven people got prison sentences, including this Brad Glover. And then the Missouri 20 down to the Missouri 13, down to the Missouri 7, you know, they got some prison sentences, and they weren't doing anything. So you know, I, I go ahead and I see... I go ahead and see that. I mean, these people are not acting the way they should. This rich Uberos here, he got some sort of backing with, you know, with, he calls himself Stormfront Northwest. Yeah, I, I noticed that on on his last show, and uh, basically S.S. Robert was on our show tonight, which you know he hasn't been on in quite some time, and uh, his wife likes Tom Bowie, I mean, and, and so I invited Tom Bowie. But uh, you know, you, you can be you can rest assured that we are going to do our homework. Okay, I, I you know, I'm not telling you, you know, it's your show. I'm not telling you to censor or block or ban Tom Bowie, but it's like this, you know, Carolyn Yeager Kahat. She has not denied that her brother was president of Chicago Hungarian Hungarian American. Association here. Here's old. Uh, here's old Boob. You know he's far more dodgy. You know he's a Larusi. You know Linda Larusi is a Jew. I don't know if the bastard's still alive, but uh, he had a bunch of people who would rip people off for money so he could buy television time to advertise him running for president every four years or something like that. It used to be hilarious, but in any case, Larusi is a Jew. And I don't know about this Bob. And what what is even more worrisome is that here is this character. He is right around the District of Corruption, same as Bob. You don't know what Bob's real name is. And hey, you know this 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 could not end up very well here. So pretty well, pretty well. I I wanted to quote make it quite clear. Call in and give old Tom Bowie his chance to speak. You know, and I noticed, you know, he didn't really want to say too much to me tonight. You know what I mean? Well, no, he didn't. And, um, you know, um, a lot of people, I mean, we we try to, you know, put on a a decent show to where, you know, a lot of people think bikers are badasses and hard asses and everything else. Well, we can be. Um, but we, um, you know, when we're at our conference or a, a national club opening or anything else, that's what we are, and that's what we portray on talk show. But I mean, when, okay. it, when it comes down to when it comes down to business, business is business, and okay. I, you know, I don't know how many organizations you you know that have uh, access to a lie detector. We use it. Okay, a lie detector, whatever is, it isn't perfect. But in any case, I just, I just simply, I just simply wanted to bring this out here. I mean, I was, I'm listening to this. It took me by surprise when essentially Tom Bowie blows up, you know, blows up, blows up. Well, on that, 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 
that that's surprising to me. That's why I wanted to know what uh, what show this happened on because I'm gonna have to download. That's download on last. That show. It, happened on, it happened on last week's show. I don't think they edited it. Now, Willie Wallstein, he will edit the hell out of his show. Carolyn Yenta will try to edit. Uh, Fink will edit it. Uh, Brian Real will edit it. That's another thing to go ahead and look. Uh, like Willie Wallstein, he will talk. You know, very proudly about how he runs his chat room to essentially get whatever he wants here. Uh, and generally, someone who knows such tricks here, they're not very good. It, over the years, over the years, I've been surprised, you know, even though I'm back here. There was this one character who was, uh, oh, hell, he was, a, I think he was the guy who was uh, president of the, quote, uh, unaffiliated militias of Missouri. You know, the first, you know, volunteers of St. Louis and the 51st Missouri militia, they were all so politically correct. Oh, we have to have a Jewess here as our second command to show we're not anti-Semitic or anti-racist. Oh, 51st militia, we got to go ahead and give these niggers some SKSs here and have a central brigade in Kansas City. We'll have we'll armed niggers. You know, so, you know, the thing was is that, hey, uh, Jim McKenzie was at the uh, FBI office so much that he ought to have his own parking space. And pretty much, you know, pretty much, you had the rest. You had the rest of them. You had the rest of them here. Uh, initially, initially, here I was. Uh, I was in two. I was in help form and help one. Two militias, and the story. The story is is that the militia movement, you know, they were nothing other than just. You know, there's just nothing but you know, you know, less than a dozen or twenty white people who knew each other here, and they're all officered by Klansmen or Christian identity or both who used to be in the military. Well, in 1993, that was the case. So then, after Oklahoma City, you know, they were around before, just you know, just a few months before Oklahoma City, you know, in 19, you know, 1995. Right. But what 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 happens is that you know, like I was saying, is that you know, August twenty first, here are all these people we had we had arranged for them to join our militia, and here five or six of them come representing about one hundred twenty to one hundred sixty. You're not quite sure how many people here. You know, they're going to Mark Cornchie's thing over in Tulsa here. There's four or five hundred people. You know, uh, to, you know to. You know, four, you know, three days, and you know they're going for a morning and night session here, costing fifteen dollars for Mark Kernkey and all this good thing here. And you, know, you have all these people, all these people. This was a totally, you know, you know, it was a feeling of what, nineteen ninety four, nineteen ninety five, and then, you know, pretty well, all these people dried up on April twenty first of uh, 1995. We're not going to join your militia. So here we are Saturday in the Springfield, you know, for the one in Springfield. Oh, no. And then guess what? Here comes this Libertune character he introduces, you know, a pig. And what, like I was going to tell you is that, you know, here's this character. I'm not doing anything illegally. And as long as he was reloading SKS shells here and drilling them out and uh, 
to fit boxer primers instead of bird dawn and you know, I mean I never seen the point here. You can still you can buy the brass a lot cheaper than, you know, tearing up your reloading dies. But he would do stupid crap like that here, but he'd do it very good. And I didn't know about him oh buying a surplus machine gun receiver, you know, from nineteen thirty nine and nineteen forty, which all cut up and then putting it back together and forming a machine gun. But he has a crazy wife and so he gives it to the Missouri Highway Patrolman, and he comes out to my house, comes out to my house one evening. Martin, you know, I can't have anything more to do with you. I said, what happened? Oh, I made me a machine gun, and in order to get away from my wife here, why I I gave it to P.J. Payne. I said, oh, the Missouri pig. Yeah. And what happens is that I've come in here, and... Oh, I was told, you know, I'm not going to have my machine gun anymore, but that's, you know, I mean, essentially I have a choice here. I'm going to be on administrative probation for five years. And one of the things is that you cannot, I cannot be seen with people like you. So, okay, no problem. In fact, if you come back to see someone like me, I'll assume that because you got caught, you're up to no good too. So I never met, I never seen that guy again in my life here. I hope that he didn't go to, I hope that they dealt well, even though they deceived him. I hope they, I hope they kept their part of the deal here. But if you bring someone in, especially a quote, ex-pig, you are, you are literally, I mean, it's more dangerous than talking to a nigger. I don't see why anyone would want to talk to a nigger or a pig. Um, I, I would hate to think is that you're so hard up for people coming in. But, you know, that's why I tell people not to hang around Galette. He's a Zogbot. He's a drunken crack. He's a drunken crackhead. He's come out. He's cut a deal. And, yes, he has money. In which case, he doesn't need your money. Why would you associate with Morris Galette? Why would you associate with any of these people? And, you know, essentially, they have... You know, they have the ability to come up with a past. They have the ability to come up with paperwork. They have the ability to come up with anything, and you'll find out that in many cases the ones who are pigs are really one of your more alert, one of your smarter, one of your more willfully driven, you know, uh, known people in your militia. And what they do is they gravitate to security officer. They gravitate to the one who is taking care of security when they're the ones, essentially, who will get you in trouble. So pretty well, okay, all right. You didn't, I'm a little bit surprised about what you're doing here. Why did you do what you did? But then I went ahead and listened to it again. And yet again, pretty well, I'm pretty well convinced this tomboy is a Zog pig. So, anyway, I'm, I'm just simply saying, you might want to keep that, you know, you might want to keep that in mind here. Now, this other, this, you know, Boob, Boob is just no good, but he's, he's more of a tar than this rich Booberos. Now, he has, he has, he has a Don Black's permission, otherwise he wouldn't be allowed to run a, quote, Stormfront Northwest uh, talk shoe show. So he has, he has Don Black's permission. 
and I do not trust I do not trust David Duke. I do not trust Don Black. I do not trust Robert Jew Atlas Slender. You know, I don't trust what Dan Johns and Ashkenazi Melungeon or Eli James, a Sephardi uh, Chicago Jew, or Rabbi William Fink, a murderous Jersey City Ashkenazi pig, or a bunch of these other characters. So once you understand who and what they are, you know, their how they act and how they behave becomes pretty well clearer to you. And I, I was I was listening to what was being said, but I'm, I'm thinking, why are you talking? Why are you talking to this character? Why? What good is it going to do you? Don't you have somebody who can? You know, this is talk show. It does not have to be really good. You know what I mean? So, oh yeah, well, uh, Bowie said he's not white nationalism. White nationalism. Go look. Go look. Go look at what says. And the word white nationalist is used. Don Bowie's lying to you. You know what I mean? So you have, you know, I mean, pretty well, you know, pretty well, you know, that's what I've done over the years. I go out on what I call these Genesis 315 foot patrols, and I see what incoming fire I get, and then I... I go and look here, and like I explained to him, I, I was in artillery, although it was missile artillery, but in tube artillery, what you do is you have a forward observer, and he lays around the spotting round, you know, one shot, one shot of a battery. Well, you know, you'll have a battery about usually six guns, you know, uh, usually now about 155 millimeter. Of course, they've done away with my tube artillery, but what you do is that you, you move that spotting round, you know, you have it corrected, and then you fire for effect, which means you take out pretty much the entire grid square with all these guns firing, firing at the same position here. And artillery can be, you know, once it's corrected, it can be very, very, very accurate. You know, it's been very, very, very accurate since World War One. So, yeah, I mean, this, you know... For somebody like Rich Buberos here, claim he don't like Christian identity. He don't like Christian identity. He's certainly on a lot of CIA. Uh, you know, he's looking at a lot of CI shows. Same way with Tom Bowie. It's like like he's going ahead and looking at a whole shopping list of uh, shows to listen on. I have no doubt that Tom Bowie is probably a guest right here tonight. I don't have no doubt, or he's going to be listening. He's going to be listening to this here. Uh, in the case of old Rich Bubros, he's repeating the same thing that Rabbi Fink and uh, Rabbi Fink and about every other Jew does. Uh, if you listen to old uh, Wailing Wallstein, why Jews are not Jews are not a race. They're not the spawn of Satan. Well, you have a lot of them, Eli James. In your actor fashion here, you have Bill Fink. There are no devils. They don't, a Jew really, I guess a Jew doesn't really want to admit that there's no hope for him because he has, because he's a, he's on the seed of Satan here. He's the spawn of Satan. He's born evil. There's no, there's no future for him. No, they end up, they end up coming in claiming to be two seed line and then, you know, they, they rechange what two seed line is 
to suit themselves like Clinton Emheiser does. And then and then what they what they're saying is that hey, uh no, uh Eve was raped by you know, by I guess the Jews spawned themselves here. You know, don't want to admit they don't want to admit that their father is Satan the devil. So then you go to John eight forty four where Christ says exactly where these Edomite Pharisaical Jews were. They were indeed. You know, their father was Satan the devil, the father of lies, and you know, you're descended from the first murderer who was Cain. So you know, so Christ you know, Christ pretty well he's he's being annoyed. You know, he's not really railing at them, he's telling them what they already know. You you go and oh, there's this finished Jew named Richard Nemoa. Used to fight with him, you know, used to fight with him. He would say, Dual seed line comes from the Talmud. So me and this guy named Hengus would say, Okay, Nemoa. You've already admitted your, that your aunts, your uncles, all your relatives married Jews. Why is that? And, you know, when you were born in the 1920s, how come it is, you know, that you're all related to Jews? Answer, because you are a Finnish Jew yourself. And uh, pretty well, we say, well, how do you know what the Talmud says? You would count, you know, so there's no way he could win. We'd say, okay, Nimoy, you Talmudic screwer, where in your precious Talmud does it say, admit you know, that Cain is the spawn of Satan? Where does it admit that? And essentially, there was no way Nimoy could win, could win that argument, because if he did say when the Talmud had said that, he screwed. If he doesn't you know, admit, then essentially he's just a lying Jew. So there's no way he's going to win that argument. But uh, you have Jews bring that up every so often here. The Talmud, the Talmud, it dates from the pre-Christ traditions of men, but it wasn't actually written down till Rabbi Akiva got permission from the Romans to set up a Talmudic teaching school for a while. So it wasn't actually written down until after A.D. 72. But then, you know, then it goes all the way up to about, oh, 1200, 1200 A.D. So the Talmud, the Talmud is after, you know, is after what the Bible says here. Um, you'll, have, you'll have most of the Protestant Bibles, their Masoretic texts, which is what the Jews did because they didn't like, they didn't like the 250 B.C., uh, Septuagint under Ptolemy the Second, so you know pretty well Christ, you know Christ and the rest, you know they were literate in Greek. Christ would repeat essentially the Septuagint, the Septuagint text here. So, any case here, uh, so I'm uh, I'm just uh, I seem to lost talk shoe here. So anyway, does does what I'm saying make sense to you, you know, John? Well, it does. I mean, you know, um, on on my defense, I'm you know going to have to do some research and try to give a person the benefit of the doubt. But I mean, everything will be found out in the end, regardless. Sure. Um, um, you know, and so therefore, that's why that happened on 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 my show. But uh, do you want to hear a funny story? Sure. Okay, we had uh, we had some people, an organization. I'm not going to name any names that um, 
had quite a few members and everything else that uh, were, were, you know, rode motorcycles and everything, you know, and uh, they supposedly rode 500 miles to meet up with Dennis McGiffin, our president. Sure. And um, um, basically uh, when they pulled up, their bikes were still clean. Uh, their their patches were new. Their 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 leather that they wear had no bug splash on it or or anything else. So therefore, there, there's no way in hell they could have rode 500 miles. I mean, everybody knows why somebody riding a motorcycle does not smile because you, you smile, you get a bug in your mouth, and so um, that's the first thing Dennis uh, realized and. Uh, so, you know, he does some talking with them and this and that. Well, uh, it goes down to where, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get in contact with you. Well, we didn't get, uh, yeah, exactly, the feds visited us. Uh, but, but the moral of the story is is there was only two, pe- two or three people that got contacted that said, uh, hey, you know, at our, uh, at our grand opening of, um, of our national clubhouse, uh, we're going to take these guys. We're going to put them on a lie detector test after they said that they were definitely going to show up. And um, about maybe less than 24 hours, they called back and said, oh, well, we can't show up. Okay. So um, so basically that tells you that they were uh, feds on an NSA level, um, you know, that had our cell phones tapped and everything else. I mean, if there was only three or four people that in the organization that had been, you know, scrutinized, um, how, how did they, why, why all of a sudden did they change their minds? Well, well yeah, life, you, life, you really, life, you life really sectors are not... You really didn't believe their story about how they'd ridden 500 miles when, I mean, was it a winter day or something like that? In which case, they'd have had road salt all over them. Or was it a fall? Was it a early spring day when there's not that many bugs out or what? No, it was in the summertime. And, uh, um, you know, and, and yeah, some people can pass a, a, a lie detector. And lie detectors are not reliable, but when... Um, you have people uh, that don't that have something to hide. Uh, you and you mentioned lie detectors, and uh, they basically uh, change their mind about showing up because we're going to take every single one of them down and uh, and basically surround them and and put them put them to a lie detector test. And basically, uh, the person they, I'm not going to name the individual that does a lie detector test, but he's not from this country. And he's very good at what he does. Well, I you know, did you really need the lie detector if you you know if you're able to tell? Well, no, it, 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 it was a second it was a second ploy, and this and this organization no longer um, calls us or wants in. Or I mean, they they were going to drop all their plans to come out there the national opening of our clubhouse. They 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 and, and say hey we're gonna be there no ifs ands or buts about it and then um, you know two three four you know two two or three uh, cell phone calls uh, to different uh, ambassadors and whatnot uh, you know in, in less than twenty four hours like hey well, we can't show up um, we 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 got other things we need to do 
Um, so, I mean, it was just, um, it was the icing on the cake. Well, the the very first militias in Missouri, you know, I mean, you had to be related or know them for a long time. Right. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I mean, this is what, this is what, you know, should got me is that after, you know, like after Oklahoma City, you know, the two days after, Oklahoma City, everyone's trying to get out of the militia. Everybody's, you know, they're all coming and say, hey, we're not going to join like we promised. Okay. What are we going to do? Make them, force them to join our militia, even though they promised or they said they would? No. You let them go their own way. So, you know, here's somebody who's introduced by a uh, libertoon who uh, was a rather dodgy character himself here, and he introduces a pig. And I'm I'm not, you know I'm not you know I'm I'm sort of wondering why is he doing what he's doing here? Uh, he said he wouldn't join Normosa Third Continental Congress. He agrees, and I hear that he was up there, and that yes, he was a member. And then seven seven months later, uh, you know he uh, he goes ahead and turns over well these idiots, you know, and they go to prison. And then he turns on the Missouri 20. So, yeah, by this time I figure out, okay, that's why he went there. He was there to meet people across the food and Nuzog plane and essentially infiltrate them. And that's what they, that's what these two did. They were brought in, they were brought in the Saturday after the Tuesday of Oklahoma City. So that should have, you know, that should have got me because if everybody else is trying to run away from the militia, why are these characters trying to get into it. So but well, they were yeah, this is, yeah. You know, well they were they were pigs. They were pigs. I mean, pretty well the Missouri you know, Oklahoma City, you know, was another nine eleven or what have you, Pearl Harbor or whatever it was on false front. Timothy Bay, you know, you don't know where Timothy Bay came from. You don't know who he was working for, if he was working for both sides for what he thought he was doing. Maybe he was a good soldier, and here it is, time to, you know, destroy the nutball left here, but he's a criminal. You, you don't know. You don't even know if he was actually executed Terre Haute in 2001. There's a no, number of things you don't know about him. So as a result, you let people believe whatever the heck they want to. But you, you know, these, these, uh, you know, I don't know. I just, I just seen, I just seen these people come in, and I'm looking at some old emails. Oh shoot, I haven't thought of this character in what 15 years or so. Yeah, I remember him. He is doing much the same, self same thing that today's cards are doing. So you get to where you can sort of see some of these people because you've seen their kind before. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, and um, basically this organization that wanted to join ours, they failed the background check. We cannot um, check up on them as far as their supposed prison record. We couldn't check up on them on, um, on, online. I mean, it, you know, if you have a water bill in your name, you can check up on these, these individuals. We had... Somebody um, in our organization infiltrate their houses, and two of the three houses of the leaders 
um, did not check out. So, I mean, that's where the lie detector came in. Uh, and, and so, therefore, I mean, it's not, it, it was it was a doable thing at that point in time. And, and it's, it's just very funny that they did not show up. No, it ain't funny. I mean, they showed up, and you can tell they're lying to you right then and there. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Right. Well, we already so knew. I, I mean, you know. You know, I mean, so like Tom Boy, oh, I'm not white nationalist. So I go back and I look at the start page, it says white nationalist there. I'm pro-white, and none of this stuff makes sense. I mean, I am not, I don't believe in Armageddon. Well, if you're a pig, you don't believe in Armageddon. I mean, Armageddon isn't good for you. Armageddon means that you die in Armageddon. So, no, he doesn't believe in this. He doesn't believe in that. He's hanging around, but on the other hand, here he is with all you know, listening to all these Zogbot shows. You know, uh, you know Eli James, uh, you know, uh, Dan Johns, uh, all these other characters who have been well, essentially out of here. So pretty much what I'm, well, I may go ahead and tell some of the uh, Nimbuster Tards to have a little bit of fun with them, or maybe they will, maybe they won't here. Usually, usually they'll troll Rabbi Fink, but it, it's gotten to the point where you look at some of these shows, they only got about five people listening to them. Right. You understand what I'm saying? You only got five people listening, and then here's one. Well, we had this guest, i.e. me. Then all of a sudden, all these people show up. Well, yes, those are Nimbuster Tards showing up. Uh, what they do is that they have, like, say, Papa Cat, he has a, he has a listing on about every single bowel movement show. So here I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like having a little bit of fun. So he goes, he sees that so, so-and-so is now having a show. Somebody's now having a show. For example, I went through Tom Bowie's and I went through, uh, you know, I went through a number of them and I got to see some pictures of them, supposedly. So, you know, one of Tom Bowie. And I'm saying, hey, you know, there's a, there's an, you know, there's a pissed off army lifer. You know, I have no doubt, you know, I have no doubt he's a pig as well here, and he hasn't denied it. But then I go, and uh, heck, I even got to uh, this one show from Northern, Northern, Northern Maine, Ultimate Northern Maine, Ariston, you know, Aristonook or something like that. And it was somebody who was well-spoken because what he was is he was a radio DJ, so he's used to speaking. And I, you know, I go ahead and listen. He's he's going to have Hal Turner on when he comes in August, you know, in uh, October seventh or something like that, which is fine. So you go and you see some innocuous Patriot Tard shows, but you know, you're you're looking, you're going ahead and you're clicking the links to go ahead and find. Okay, what's this stuff about? What's that stuff about? And you do find out what the stuff is about. Okay? All it takes is a little digging. Hmm? All it takes is a little digging. Well, you can dig here. I mean, with someone like myself here, you know, it gets to where, you know, I have, 
I didn't figure out Fink until I caught him lying to me on October 13, 2010, at 1.30 p.m. in the Ocean Public Library. Then after that, there was no way Fink was going to fool me. And then I started actually listening to Fink. And Fink, he doesn't know who Simon Magus was. Okay, well, Simon Magus was this character who you know, asked to buy the Holy Spirit that's mentioned in Acts. And let's think, if you don't know who Simon Magus was, uh, what, you know, how do you get the notion that you translated your new Talmud translation here? You go and look what Think is actually written, and it's not very good stuff. It's not very good stuff at all. So how did you, how did you manage to come up while you were in jail with what I call the Christogenian New Talmud translation? Answer, you were given it here. So like Trader Glenn Miller, you go read what he wrote on BNN and you go ahead and look at a white man, you know, um, a white man speaks out. They're two totally different writing styles. Totally different. Totally different. So you have these people presenting a number of things all together. Same way with Andre Angling. Here he is writing very, 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 very well. But previously, he really, you know, in his posts or, you know, Mike Kikelani's posts here, this is not very good stuff here. This is not very good writing. Why did he get very good? Why does, I mean, why does Andre, the nigger angry, why does he look like a nigger? Why, you know, he used to have a, you know, he used to have a YouTube video showing him as underage Filipino girlfriend, which has now been taken down. Why? Has he changed? None of this stuff. None of this stuff here. Uh, it just should simply send red flags. But if you want, you know, why don't you just simply ask? Next time you have Tom Bowie. You know, are you a retired NCO? Are you a retired pig? See what he says to you. Okay? Yeah. Like I okay. said, uh, we'll, we'll do our research. Okay. You know, I mean, I'm not the one. I'm not the one who's going to suffer. You know, I'm not the one who's going to suffer for it. You know what I mean? You know, it's not, you know, I mean, you know, I'm, I mean, what do you end up saying? You know, he doesn't believe in the apocalypse. He doesn't believe in this. You know, he's, he's very, he's big and bad. He's tough. Well, no, he isn't. You know, I, I've never seen a really tough pig. Uh, they they usually have a gang. They're sort of like niggers. They have a gang, and uh, you know pretty well he's not a pig ain't gonna come against you one on one. He's gonna go ahead and bring four or five or ten other pigs to take you in or do whatever. You know what I mean? He's gonna come at you. you know, he's gonna come at you alone. All right? Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, anything else here? I was going to think of taking a break. No, nah, break sounds good. Okay. All right, folks, uh, I don't know how long I've been talking. Uh, usually I get cut off after about an hour and a half, and what is it? It's about, oh, about that time. So I'm going to go ahead and take a break, and we'll be back in about three or four or five minutes. Hell, wait three.
you know, where they had a bunch of rip-off places uh, for uh, AT&T or whatever a couple of years ago. Well, guess what? If he's spending $5 million of his own damn money, you know, in a resort in Vanuatu, uh, does that mean he doesn't really believe that it's going to be buried by a, uh, you know, two or three inches of uh, global warming? Well, I don't think he believes that horse shit at all. Al Gore doesn't believe his horse shit, or he doesn't act like he believes it. So, folks, why in the world should anyone believe in a bunch of horse shit when they're saying the exact opposite? Sort of like having these Jew and liberal judges who ruled that, you know, guess what? We ought to have integrated with niggers, but guess what? They are not going to send their kids to a public school. Bill and Hillary Clinton, they weren't going to send Chelsea to a, uh, you know, to a you know, district of corruption public school. Now, were they? No, they were going to send her to Sidwell Swans, a little Quaker, a little Quaker private school here where they'll have one or two, quote, tame niggers around. None of these people, none of these people actually obey their own laws here. Now, last night I was up late. Uh, essentially, the Newton County, the Newton County, the Newton County uh, Sheriff's Department, and the uh, Newton County, their little pigs, way back, way back on February 18th, came out on you know, this pig named Orrin Barnes. Uh, told me, told me and my brother that whatever Mrs. Winstead wants, she gets. And so she, we, you know, end up calling her and she says, Mike, you know, about selling, you know, her house. And then, okay, Mike, I don't know. Mike, I don't know. Mike, I don't know. Mike, I don't know. So then Piggy, all of a sudden he turns, he threatens to arrest me if I don't leave. So I went in and filed a lawsuit federal lawsuit, because I was glad that Piggy made that threat of false arrest, because now I have a federal lawsuit. It's not going to go to Newton County. It's going to the federal level. So my brother, he refused. You know, he's, okay, I better not sell this house. I have a federal lawsuit against me. Well, the prosecuting attorney, Jacob Scobie, I ridiculed him last you know, October. I says, "Yeah, Jacob, uh, you killed. You know, you went ahead and sent a lot more people to prison as a public pretender than you ever have, percentage-wise and number-wise, than as a uh, prosecuting attorney." You know, and <laughs> this was a joke at old Jacob Scobie's defense. And what he was is that he is just simple, like a lot of prosecuting attorneys. If it wasn't for corruption. If it wasn't for crookedness, he probably wouldn't know how to try a sneak chicken thief, you know, caught in a hen house, you know, with feathers, you know, with feathers on his dick where he cornholed the chicken or whatever. He wouldn't be able to prosecute a chicken thief, a sneak chicken thief, a sneak rapist chicken thief by himself here. So anyway, uh, it goes on, and then the federal judge after he dismisses the suit against, oh, Judge Kevin Lee Selby and Judge Timothy Perigo and attorney Terry Neff, he goes ahead and orders to show cause. So they go ahead and get the same law firm, which said that lawyers have, I guess, absolute immunity to 
conspire to kill who they are guardian ad litem for. Oh, Martin, what are you going to do? Are you doomed? And the answer is no. The original federal lawsuit for which I spent $350 served its purpose. My brother and the auctioneer didn't dare sell my mom's house out the farm. Got that done. My mother is dead. Today, my brother was sort of gloating, uh, yapping again. You know, he's, he's wondering because he's looking at this letter from Blanchard Mitchell Robinson. Uh, you know, what does it say? It says that they're trying to dismiss the suit. That just means you and me will be on it here. And I said, well, maybe, maybe not. Well, ain't you just glad the mom ain't lingering? You and sister want my mom, you know, mom to linger. Yeah, we want her to linger another, what, 10 years, whatever. I mean, essentially, you're telling me that you went and killed mom. That's what you're telling me. That's exactly what the hell you're telling me. Of course, this isn't the first time you've told me that. You've understood is that, guess what? The system, the system doesn't have a problem with murder. Doesn't have a problem with child molestation. Doesn't have a problem with anything. That's one thing that got me with Tom Bowie. Well, if he was really sure, he wouldn't whine about this. Well, folks, I don't whine too much about it. As I look at it, if you are not going to have rule of law, then all it is is power. And power is neutral. If you are determined to have power, there's no, there's nothing really preventing you, at least not morally, at least not legally, from going ahead and grabbing a policeman's child and torturing that child to testify against his parents and sending the whole bunch into a death camp or dragging them behind their crowd neck. I was looking, old Hunter Walrus, you know, Hunter Walrus, a.k.a. Fade the Butcher, whatever, was talking about these South African whites. What they're doing is that they're rearming for a race war. They're beginning to figure out correctly that they have about the life expectancy of an 1803 white French plantation owner. It's equivalent to 1803 in Haiti again. Well, what happened in 1804? Well, in April, then one day, 16,000 of the remaining white people were all murdered by niggers in Haitia, and they, you know, in Santo Domingo. Afterwards, it became known as Haiti. In a day or so, they murdered every single white. Niggers did. Now, not so much mulattoes, but niggers did. If you're a South African white, you're not able to get the hell out of there. You are, right now, you are... You're not living in, you know, you're living in, what, 2015, but you're also living in the equivalent 1803 Haiti. You don't have any choice if you want to even have a chance to live other than learn simply and harden your heart to kill niggers and kill any white policemen which support the niggers. You don't have any choice. Me, I don't worry. I don't worry about, hey, guess what? A judge doesn't have to obey state law, and he has absolute immunity for not obeying state law. It just means the state law means whatever. 
the ruling police power says it does. Needs to freak out, you know, these social workers. You were you were mean, Martin Burke. You deserve whatever the hell you got. So look, gave Martin Burke a Snickers candy bar and access to your six-month-old baby. Well, Martin Burke is sodomizing them. And I'd let him. No, you you guys want to play your little games here. Well, anyway, there was this pig named Denno, and he was uh, he was a jailer at the jail. He, uh, him and this other bitch named Mindy Farrar gave me seven days loss of privilege just before I got sent to Nuthouse, so I was able to see Roxy for three visits. Thanks to, uh, well, thanks to this bitch Mindy Farrar and also to this guy named Denno. So I went ahead and told about what a worthless pig Denno was. Now, the city council meeting. This character doesn't have any morals. This character doesn't have any decency. This character doesn't have any honor. Why are you giving? Why are you making him a reserve police officer? Besides, he can't pass supposedly the firearms sufficiency test. Maybe if you want to make him a pig, just give him, just give him, oh, give him single shot revolver and give him one bullet. Tell him to keep it in his pocket. You know, and give them a nice stick. You know, that's all I would do. I mean, I remember when that was back in 2010. I seen him at the Ramies. He liked to piss himself and ran out the door before I could unlimber my cell phone, take a picture of him. Yeah, they're aware of me. They're aware of me. Let's go look. Let's go look here. Here we are coming up to what? 20 years since Oklahoma City, and guess what? I believe that Timothy Gray was a Zogbot. They even started the work on what I call the Manchurian Oswald's right buttock. I was going to say is that when Timothy Gray was captured, he claimed the CIA and Army Intelligence had inserted a microchip in his buttock, and that microchip was determining his moods. He was spying on him. So I wrote a little start called the Manchurian Oswald's Right by Talk and says, well, the CIA and Army Intelligence and all the rest here had inserted a microchip in his left by talk. And guess what? The Phineas Priesthood, the CI dentist, you know, <laughs> the, uh, and the rest had inserted a Zyklon B. A Zyklon B Mark 777 microchip in his right buttock. And so the two microchips were fighting in Tim Bay's buttocks for control of Tim Bay's soul. So <laughs> I, thought was, I thought it was a hilarious premise here, by the way. But does it really matter? You have all these people yapping about 9-11 truth here. Well, I believe that Zog Babylon did it, although they used stupid Arabs, supposedly. Well, guess what? What did that little provocation do? Well, it got Zog Babylon into a war in Iraq and Afghanistan in which Zog Babylon got his ass whooped twice. To where now Zog Babylon just doesn't have the ability it did, what, even 10 years ago? 
15 years ago? As this country gets darker and darker and darker and more and more lawless, does anybody really believe that it's going to remain as powerful as it was? The answer is I don't I don't think so, not in the least. Okay. We shot in South Carolina. Well, I think a nigger was shot in South Carolina. Uh if a nigger gets tasered and shot, you know, gets shot in North Charleston, South Carolina, and <laughs> you know, there's a difference between North, you know, northern, you know, North Charleston and Ferguson, Missouri, because the pig was so damn obviously guilty, he's being tried for murder that hey, the family of the nigger said, tell old nigger Al Sharpton, don't come down here, don't come down here. And fuck shit up. Piggy is going to have his asshole reamed out for the next 30 years by niggers. Don't come down here and cause trouble. There's no need to riot. There are all these people whining and pissing and moaning. They think that niggers are far more dangerous than pigs. Now, it wasn't pigs who took my grandkids. It wasn't pigs who went in sent me in that house. It wasn't, you know, pigs who knocked out, you know, niggers who knocked out my teeth, you know, for my teeth and chipped the fifth one. Of course, it was a nigger bitch here who had me doped up just by keeping me maximum security nut, you know, maximum security. But, hey, I'm relaxed. Pretty well, whatever's been done has been done. On the meanwhile, Brian Reno, why he is he is running around, he is asking for summary judgment, and I'm looking at the federal rules of civil procedure, and well, it's going like I want to. Old nigger lips is lying to the judge. But what I need to do this weekend is I need to draft oh a countersuit and add old Finkelstein and Eli James and Dan Johns and Legal Mamzer and Matt Twat Zockbot and. Uh, Sword Mamzer and Lyra Bell muffed up to the clueless and Jeremy Visser and old Johnny Tonto Britton and maybe Buck McHugh as defenders. We'll come to we'll kind of, we'll end up coming to the truth of the matter. We'll dig it out. Old Johnny Tonto, he's all frantic. He's running around with a Talmudic we lost Jew named R. D. Bradshaw who's going ass to mouth with a Jew. Uh, named Yair Davidy, a Brit Am, a British ale, Brit Am here, who wants to hang around the CI Nemesis. Louis Tucker asked me the other day, how long has this term CI Ministry been around? I said, oh, it first showed up one way or the other about oh, about three years, four years after Bertrand Compore died in 1982. But it didn't become really useful until about 1995, 1996, where this book called Soldiers of God came out. And that was a very popular and influential book. Now, then everybody was the CI dentist. Dan Jones, he was asserted by Wickstrom. 
And by the way, by the way, I listen. I do listen to Kellyentis. I listen to Codney Martin. I listen to uh, old Mo Gullet. Mo Gullet is still a tard. Mo Gullet was talking like, oh, he was. He's halfway remembered, you know, about CI dentistry, and he's he's repeating it here. He doesn't really know what he's talking about, but he's repeating it on his first Aryan Nation show. And I'm halfway wondering, you know, maybe I'll send an email to old Codney and say, look, Codney, you have a TARD. So essentially a long line of TARDs who got caught. In the case of uh, Mo Gullet, he got caught drunk in a motel room talking about robbing banks in Alabama for Bolivian nose candy. He's a drunken crackhead. Now he's like old Dumby, he's a dry, presumably dry drunken crackhead. Now, he got a second chance. Ray Redfern brought him back. You know, and I'm, I'm hearing, uh, I'm hearing, uh, I'm hearing Butler's nephew say is that Gillette next never actually met Pastor, his uncle, Pastor Butler. And, you know, I, I believe, I, you know, I, I see no reason to doubt, uh, you know, uh, you know, SS John, is that true, John? Uh, that actually came out of uh, Mo Gillette's mouth. Okay, but he has a little, he has a wonderful little Photoshop one to where he shows a picture of Ray Redford and your uncle and himself here, and they're on Cloud 666, all ethereal, all right, because it's, well, essentially uh, they've that, all met. They've met across the Great Divide on the river here. You know what I mean? Uh, that's, that's photoshopped. Yeah, I, I thought as much here because. But, <laughs> but if you get on um, if you get on Moglet's, uh website, you will see Dennis McGiffin um, shaking hands with Pastor Butler, but you will never see any pictures of Moglet shaking hands with Pastor Butler. Not a single one. What I what I heard later on is that I read this book. I got a copy of it. I was able to buy it for two dollars or something here. I was able to buy it, I think for four dollars, uh, one penny. It was a book from the Seattle King County Library thing called Into the Devil's Den. It was written by. It was actually a ghost written by this heifer who wrote a number of books. It was not as uh, pig, uh, FBI pig, and this David Hall. And you, you've heard of David Hall, right? Yeah, yeah. He was Ray Redfern's. Uh, Ray Redfern's. Uh, oh, he rose to second in charge of the Aryan Nations of Ohio, and then uh, oh, they were they were going after Redfern here, but he was fairly clever, and he managed to avoid. Too much trouble, but in any case, uh, oh, he kicked out. He kicked out Gallette, Kicked out Gallette for just being too much of a drunken crackhead and just doing nothing to screw up. You know what I mean? And so right. you read, you read quotes like, "I've known Mo Goetz since high school, and you know, trouble falls him like a stray dog," and stuff like that. And Gallette, he didn't like hearing that. So he, uh, you know. Yeah, he, he, he's a Southern Poverty Law Center, supposedly had to be, quote, Aryan nations here. And I'm a little bit annoyed at Rodney for 
giving him show. Heck, I mean, Gillette, I mean, what more does Gillette want? He got, what, $500,000, which he can't get, uh, no more than 1%, per, 2% per year, <laughs> for $10,000 per year, and he's forming his own little compound, which is nice. You know, I don't, you know, I mean, shoot, everybody ought to have a compound. I think everybody should have a compound, uh, just like they should have a good riding Chevrolet or Buick or something like that here. You know what I mean? You know, I, uh, you know, I have a number, I have a number of, quote, compounds. I remember there was this lying bitch named Elaine Rife here, and I'd already bought him. I'd already bought a number of these old hovels here, which were falling in even back then in 1995. And she says, oh, all these houses are going to say, yeah. So are you going to form a compound? And I think I should have told her, say, yes, Elaine. I'm going to form a compound, and I'm going to do like David Koresh and have me lots and lots and lots. I was a lot younger than you know, I was one of the late. I was only, uh, let's see, 37 then. Uh, I'm going to form a compound, and I'm going to have you as my fifth or sixth, you know, wife here. You know, who's the dumbest? But you know, you know, I mean, I'll be humping you every day, you know, like Master Tom. But in any case, <laughs> I didn't say that. I probably should have. She was a lying bitch, though. Uh, she she took <laughs> what I said about Oklahoma City. Every single time I opened my mouth, she would show the smoking ruins of the Murrow Building here. You, know, you bitch. So she went ahead, and about six months later, she lied in another show, and they, they went ahead and kicked her lying ass off here. And I don't, you know, I mean, I guess that was the end of her career. She was sort of like Alex Slender here. He got caught lying, and, you know, he got his ass kicked out. So <laughs> in any case, I'm just, you know, I'm just sort of, you know, I'm just sort of looking, and, you know, folks, don't worry too much about the lawlessness as far as, as far as, uh, oh, I'm going to have to spend $505 for, you know, an appeal to the Eighth Circus. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, hey, I don't mind the fact that you claim that Missouri judges are immune to litigation, that you're immune to lawsuits, that you're immune to all the rest of the stuff here. Well, hey, old Chris Costner, who uh, flied old... Uh, well, he made uh, he made old Joe Paul Franklin right in the middle uh, last year. Uh, you know, look, you're running for governor. Now, I think I'm going to run for governor too. I'm going to go up to Jeff City and try to run, and then not be allowed to run because I'm a white supremacist. Then I'm going to, I think I'm going to become a write-in candidate like Trader Glenn Miller, and I'm going to have fun. But you know, here's my other political thing. I've been I've been thinking. I've been thinking uh, maybe it's time as Klansmen or motorcycle riders we form a pack to have a nine one you know a, a uh, essentially a nine you know four one nine faggot nigger you know who isn't a citizen of America that we go ahead and we sponsor a faggot nigger from Nigeria or Kenya or whatever and we sponsor that faggot nigger to run against Hillary. I mean, shit. <laughs> what do you think? You know, think it might work? Uh, <laughs> well, it, 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 it might. Who's the guy in Kansas that's from Canada that's running for presidency? God dang it, I forgot his name. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, but I don't want to, I don't want a white one. I want I want a nigger faggot, nigger faggot <laughs> who isn't a American citizen here to be running against Hillary. I mean, well, sure, no, what's the first well. time? Huh? He's not American. He's not American citizen. He's he's from Canada. Uh, Cruz is his last name, I believe. Oh, well, he's from Cuba here. Well, yes, here. No, no, no. I'm Canada. In Canada. Canada. Okay. Well, I, I know this Marco Rubio. You know, he's a uh, he's a you know Cuban beater. He ain't an American citizen either. Right. You know I mean? It's Marco. Yeah, yeah, that's the one yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Well, heck, why not? So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, it'd be nice if Robin would call in here. Why, you remember last week? You know, we had the wonderful discussion. She asked you how long, and I asked her how deep. Remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe she's found the old tampon dispenser in the back of the uh, or the tampon inserted applicator at the back of the uh, medicine cabinet here and uh magic marker so she can go ahead and measure it off tonight here in a ruler. You know what I mean? That would be <laughs> <laughs> I mean this was this was Jewelry Springer Radio, okay? No. So, uh now I'm looking you know, I'm looking uh I'm looking yeah, back. Why, why is my name SS John? Well, um that's basically uh pretty much what the club calls me and that's what I go by. Well hey. Better than hey you, I mean shoot. Why I mean Opnofemna. Abna Feminine is a more dodgy name than SS John, really, when you think about it. Certainly, well, I, certainly catching the content yeah. of this show. Do I mean? Well, I mean, I, you know. John. I mean, yeah, I mean I, I, on my leathers, it says SSJD on it. I mean, you know, big deal. Okay. Well, that's, you know, I mean, Abna Femna, really. You know, judging by this, she could call herself Michelle, but she isn't. So, I um, mean, hey, Optima Femina. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like she's gone all Bell Coca Sibley on us here. You know what I mean? Is that kind of like Optima Prime? I have no op, oh, Optima Prime. <laughs> is that, what, what is that? That's one of them uh, Transformers things here. You know what I mean? I guess, yeah. I, I mean, they, they, they used I've, to. I, I seen the first one here. We had this here little Jew boy Shania Beef or something like that. And you had this here little Kikis uh, Megan Fox or something like that. And uh, heck, it was, you know, I mean, they should have called it Kikima, you know, Prime or something like that. But uh, in case, it was a stupid movie. <laughs> it was a stupid movie, and I don't know, I think they've had two or three more, which are just probably as stupid as, or stupider. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, oh, okay, I'm not equals good feminine equals good girl. Well, that's nice. You know, I'm, I'm sort of feeling like old church lady. Isn't that special? Um, didn't she say she was Catholic? Yes, yeah, she did here. She's Catholic. She uh she snaps she snaps the mackerel every Friday. 
Well, you know, you know, being Catholic, I, I really don't agree because I mean, you can go ahead and and, and um, uh, commit uh, against the, uh, you know, you know, you can commit murder and then go and repent your sin and be, you know, forgiven by a priest. Um, that's not the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> well, then, I find her. I find her amusing, although supposedly she has said that only God thinks I'm not annoying. Uh, that would be, I would say that would sound like something she'd say. Well, yeah, I mean, that's in, in the uh, Christian, not the CI, but the Christian uh, Ten Commandments. You know, thou shalt not kill, but yet you can be, you can be Catholic and you can go and repent your sins to a um, priest and, you know, be... Uh, you know, exonerated basically. I'm looking at I'm looking at this link that they put up, uh, Soldiers of God, uh, on Amazon. And when was it here? Uh, it came out, I believe, okay, September 2001, but it came out, I think, before that, during the 90s or something here. And probably in a couple. Of Printing or something like that here. Okay, Let's see if there's a hardback here. Yeah, it looks like that. Oh, into the devil's life. den. Into the devil's den. Let me see. Uh, that I think costs four bucks a penny for the book and three ninety nine for shipping. Something like that. I got a copy of that here. So yeah, they uh. You know, you end up having people claiming they were Christian identity all of a sudden uh, because of that book when it came out here. So, anyway, I'll go ahead and go back to the chat room. Uh, it looks like you have, uh, you know, it looks like guest number 26 who's Don't Be a Zombie, which is fine, which is fine. Okay. All righty. Our sins are... Forgiven by Jesus through the priest. No. If you're an Israelite, your sins are forgiven because of the blood of Christ. A priest has nothing to do with it at all. So. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm looking at turns on him. I'm looking. I'm looking at the chat room, and uh, unlike Wailing Wolfstein, unlike Finkelstein, and the rest here, you tards get to have fun. Now, occasionally, what I'll do, if I get really, if I get really annoyed at tards, what I'll do is I'll just, oh, put the old, I'll put the old arrow on top of the tards uh, thing here, and then, bang! I've, I, 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 I've, uh, I've me a tard. I mean, and then all I do is I wait till, oh, so many seconds or something like that. And then, oh, oh, damn, the card left here. The card left. Dang it, card, I wish you had stayed in there so I could have, you know, unmuted you. But guess what? The card will be back here. The card will be back. <laughs> Folks, I didn't mean, I didn't really mean to commit targicide on guest 26. You know, or don't be a you know the zombie nigger side here. I didn't mean to you know 
commit targicide. It's just something that poor Tard, he, you know, he just, he just couldn't stand being muted here. It was just too much for his little Tard brain, and it overwhelmed his Tard brain, and he ran off. He ran off. <laughs> Probably came back as Marty Chelbo here. So, what to say here? I was just trying to. I was just trying to illustrate. Well, hard to cite. I uh, just wanted. To, this really wasn't much of an attempt at censorship. It was just simply, you know, just show on that. You know, the tards. You know, need fear the wrath of Pope Marty here. Okay. So <laughs> now you catch. <laughs> Uh, okay, to answer Marty Trumbo's question here, because I can't. How's that? But I don't really want to commit Tard aside, so I better unmute because these Tards. I, I, what's the hell of a deal when Tards, when Tards are not? I mean, you know, I mean, have you ever noticed that Tards seem to be, it's like they're assembled you know, in upper Uranus here. They're just not as tough as they used to be, you know, even six months ago. The Tards, I, I, I think that the Tards, you know, their their quality is declining. You know, have you ever noticed that here? The Tards, you know, the Tards, you know, their quality seems to be declining. You know, oh, yeah. The Tards, yeah, I mean, these, you know, I mean, it's sort of like these, you know, TARDs are made, well, let me see, they're, it's like they're made in Laos or Vietnam or something like that here, where uh, they've been outsourced <laughs> from China. You know, the TARDs just, you know, these TARDs are just simply not the way they were here. They're, you know, guest number 26, now there was a TARD, uh, I think it was Don't Be a Zombie, but the TARD essentially ain't, you know, the way the TARD used to be here, okay? So, well, yes, my quality is ascending, and Utah's uh, quality is descending. How's that? <laughs> you got that. You got. You got to. You got to act like you have confidence among tards. 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 They're sort of like. Well, they're sort of like hard barks. They can sense fear here. Well, anyway, folks, I'm going to have to take another break because someone is calling. Someone's calling. Uh, she blames it on uh, drinking some Diet Dr. Pepper uh, from dinner at JJ's. So, folks, I'll be back in about three or four or five minutes. Have a good drink. Have a good Yes, there. I'm telling. <laughs>
Yeah, after I must fall in. Fire. 
your sorry notions along the way. Those were the days, my friends, we thought they'd never end. We sing and dance forever and a day. We live the life we choose, we fight and never lose. Those were the days, oh yes, those were the days. La 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 Uh, 
graduation class here. Uh, not really a little bit for my time, but a little bit before, let's see, I'd been about, shoot, 10 years old then. It's uh, it's quite some. <laughs> I'm looking, I look at the tards here. They're having fun. I guess nostalgia is wasting on tards because tards really don't have some past good times. They don't really have any future good times. It's just simply altogether the now for tards. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, all together, just the now for tard there. So, <laughs> yes, I'm looking at the chat here. Uh, probably just as well I didn't hear. Let me see. Let me let me click and see if Optimus Femna. Maybe she's sort of my age. Sort of, I think SS John's age as well here. Let's see, Mary. No, 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 not the sound of mucus. Uh, I'm not big on the sound of mucus. Uh, the swills are alive with the sound of mucus. <laughs> I don't sing. I'm a horrible singer. Well, there's people who say the same about me. I just don't take it to heart. How's that? Uh, the Movement Turd, I think, is the only bowel movement show which is somewhat of a variety show. How's that? Although I don't tap dance. Uh, never tried or wanted to be a tap dancer. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, that's nice, Optima. You know, I mean, I think she's sort of sweet on me a little bit. So is Mona. You know what I mean? We'll call them Marty's Angels. How's that? Do, 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 do. No, that's the uh, that's the uh, six million dollar man here, or something like that. Here. Okay. Uh, yes, you just just be mean. Just be mean. I mean, heck. Oh, righty. Well, that's nice. Oh, heck. Had an interesting day. Uh, Oh, my friend in that house, he's all mad at me because I didn't get my web page up on, on free and him. Uh, he spent $60 to advertise in a Jew magazine uh, to send money to free him from the nut house. And I'm trying to explain to him that uh, the scanning portion of it is rather quick. The actual writing the HTML code in the uh, free jimd.org website is a little bit longer. Okay? So, I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at chat. I'm not quite sure what to talk about. Uh, lack of rule of law. I want to talk about Tomboy and Bitch Uberos. And, uh, old uh, Wailing Wallstein. Uh I'll probably troll them a little bit here, but no, not so much. I don't really do the trolling here. What I do is I do the, oh, it's sort of like air cover, uh, sort of like where you end up having the hawk or the eagle fly above, and uh, essentially they see you out here. Uh, old Dan, let me see, Dan Johns, uh, eunuch, went ahead and posted that picture 
posted that picture, and Dan Johns immediately uh, went and uh, muted me or censored me or whatever. And uh, Dan Johns, he's uh, oh, he's sort of he's sort of worried about whatever I'm going to say here. But I, I've had a lot of people be that way. Uh, is that way when I was in the uh, army? Uh, they they loved me out in the field because there was nobody better at, you know, doing fire missions or getting these people uh, to the firing points or putting up camouflage nettings and all the, the actual soldier stuff, the actual soldier stuff. But they would be always a little bit worried in garrison for what I might say when the general come by. So they would try to find something to do where I wouldn't be, you know, where I might be seen but not heard. So, uh, in case, the same way is today here. Okay. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at the chat room. Uh, let's see. I wanted to maybe talk a little bit uh, about, you know, the the part the part of the bowel movement. Uh, Supposedly, some of you folks are thinking that old Andre the Nigger angling is acting up. And I, I go ahead and tell you, how can you tell? How can you tell? So, let's see. South Africans whites training for the race war. Well, this has already been, uh, this has already been said here. Let's see. Well, let me, I don't really want to go to the sperm. I want to go to uh, Oxnell Dipshit. How's that? The O-C-C-I-D-E-M-T-A-L descent. Okay, we'll go there. Oh, yeah, I'm here. Oh, it's by Marcus Cicero. So... He's busily right now. Maybe he's been kicked off or something like that. But you have South African Boer youth attend military training camps to prepare for race war. Now, I think there is going to indeed be a, quote, race war. And if whites make sure they maintain the ammunition supply, I believe they can go ahead and kill all them damn niggers. But it's not so much the niggers or even the Jews that are the problem, it's Wiggers. They are you know, they are the ones who are dangerous. So this is from the Daily Mail. And they show a picture from Rhodesia where here's this white woman. She has her child, you know, two children, probably looks like a little boy. She's carrying a little girl. You have all these damn niggers uh, from Mugabe's uh, take, take them back here. Uh, that occurred about 10 years ago. And I would be surprised if uh, these white people are already dead. Or if they're not dead, they're you know, in England or somewhere else here if they're not dead. So that's what you're going to have in this country if things go on long and long and long enough here. I'm looking at this Denise. They were saying this Denise... Uh, Okay, she used to have some commentary on her blog. Now she just does YouTube videos of music or something like that. 
So I'm looking at that. So, any case, it might, but looks to me like it looks to me like this is just a spectral on this Daily Mail article from Daily Mail. Is all it looks like. But I wanted to, I did want to point out. Okay, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, let's see here. I'm looking. I'm looking at. Uh, I'm looking at the comments here. That's not really about what I'm talking about now, but mm, I was gonna say here. I played that song. I played that song about those were the days, because every so often I feel like being a little bit maudlin, or I felt like playing that here. You know, I really like that song. Uh, it has a point to it. But what you can do is that you can take a break every so often from doing what you're doing as long as it doesn't have to be done today. Now, for example, tomorrow, why I usually do my Goat in the Osho thing tomorrow, but Saturday and Sunday I'm going to have to, uh, oh, I'm going to have to work on my, uh, oh, Litigation against Brian Rio and soon Finkel Sheen and uh, thank you, Cable, even Johnny Tonto Britton here. Uh, go ahead and add that. And then, let's see, next week, you know, no need to wait till the next to the last minute. I'll, I'll send the $505 to send it to the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals. And pretty well, I, you know, See, once you know what you're going to do, everything is easy. You don't have any control over what Zog Babylon does. What you what you do is that you continue to the reason the reason I've had some impact over Missouri politics at least here, and a few other you know, some cases uh, other politics is that unlike most people, I do things unusually, you know, do things unusual. Uh, my motions are totally different than what would be drafted by a, quote, lawyer who is a, quote, officer of the court who doesn't dare piss off the uh, judge or the bar association. So as a result, what you do is you keep up a steady, never-ending pressure on Zog Babylon and Zogway. You just keep on you know, keeping on. And why do you do that? Well, I don't know. I guess I do it because that's my job. All right? So, uh, do you ever do anything or work on your litigation? Oh, I work on a number of things. Uh, I I think that this thing about how South, South African whites are beginning to realize is that there is no peaceful solution that they're going to have to, if they want to live, <clears throat> they're going to have to get overtly ready to fight in order to survive. And they're doing as best they can. Now, I have met a bunch of, I've talked to a number of South African women, and they have, they're sort of like a mother of three, 
they're, they sort of have the husbands or whatever pussy whoops here. I wasn't too surprised, uh, you know, that they voted to kill themselves, essentially, you know, 20-some years ago. Uh, you know, that's one thing that got me annoyed at Mother of Three. Here she is. She's wanting me to be censored. She's wanting me to be bad and she's yapping. Muriel Rob, Muriel Rob, why, she wouldn't let you talk to me that way. Well, I wouldn't be talking to Muriel Rob. Uh, you don't talk to another man's woman. A mother of three, why, you know, I'm not really asking, you know, I, I was stupid to ask where about her son here. I should have asked, where's your husband, woman? He's responsible for your behavior. Where's your husband at? Because he is responsible for her behavior. That's what's understood. And that's what I should have asked. But from my gather, I guess she wants Andre the Nigger to be her husband because she was just simply ovulating at Andre the Nigger and saying, Andre is right. I'm glad that he is censoring women. Really? <laughs> you want to censor white man, but you want to be... You want you want to be censored by a nigger? You gotta be kidding me, okay? So uh, right here, OJ did more for the white race than any white nationalist. Uh, okay, white man. So we'll hire him a lawyer to sue Martin. Uh, nigger left has a problem. If a lawyer writes a lie, the lawyer can lose his license. You know, I, I, I went and looked at Nader Lips last uh, motion. It's demanded that he get ten million dollars because I didn't answer a stupid you know, you know uh I didn't answer a stupid uh uh you know admissions which were idiotic. But what he what he's done is the, the, he uh, has refused to give the initial disclosures. He doesn't want to show the judge how many times he's filed bogus DMCA complaints. And since he's claiming that I violated the Digital Land Copyright Act, he refuses to show you know, his uh, sundry bogus DMCA complaints here. That means that you know, it's supposed to be up with the initial disclosures. He's refusing to do that. Now, what I did is I just simply said, "Hey, I'm, I'll, I'll answer your, I'll answer your interrogatories." But first comes the initial disclosures. They come first. So where are they? He was yapping about how he knew so much more about the federal rules and civil procedure than I do, and maybe I should hire a lawyer, and maybe I should. I need to maybe try to get in touch with Kurt Lyons and say, hey, let's have Susan Southern Party Law Center and you tie them in with Brian Real and then, hey, we, we go ahead and we go after what, uh, $143 million in lawyer fees? Hmm? <laughs> I'm looking at the cards here. Uh, let's see. See here, 
Swedes are worse than poles. Did you go out for dinner tonight? Yeah. Uh, well, I bought dinner in. What dinner in? Uh, Poopy Dog, he ate Poopy Dog, the four-legged one. I made the mistake of picking a crap. I wiped my ass with toilet paper, and I left the lid up. And about an hour and a half later, here are those pieces of toilet paper that are on the floor of the bathroom. Some shitty dog had dug them out. Now, it's sort of weird, because soon after I moved in, I gave my puppy dog some green bologna, and that little bastard was sick as a dog. But here he is. He's eating shit. His shit, my shit, Roxy's shit, other dog's shit, shit he sees by the side of the road. The little bastard is a shit-eating dog, and he'll eat shit without a bit of problem. They'll just get sick over some green bologna. Isn't that sort of messed up? So puppy dog, he ain't in tonight, okay? <laughs> oh, yes, number 31, you were such a targ. Let's see here. Him's on by. No, no, he ate he ate he ate some toilet paper which had been sitting on top of some shit where I'd wipe my ass here. So he ate some of my shit. Okay? Four legged poopy dog. So what's his name on paper? Poopy dog? Uh he's called Buddy the Poopy Dog, also known as Belzy Pup, Pisser Possum Bay. Sometimes we'll Cujo. So, let's see. You need to have them check for that. No, I, what I need to do is I need to make sure I keep the toilet bowl down after I take a shit is what I need to do. He doesn't know how to lift the lid. Okay? So, uh, that's the answer to that here. I don't know if this was really an enlightening discussion or not. It just is what it is. All right? Let's see. I'm looking at I'm looking at the chat room. It's a nice it's a nice bunch of toy crown you know, crownness here. I don't know, I think I've run out of things to say. John, do you have anything to say? Maybe not. Probably not. No, I mean, I'm I'm just listening to you. Look at the chat room here. I was just I was just sort of halfway kicked back here. Uh, you might look. You, know, you might go ahead and look on Tom Bowie. I went and found his uh, profile picture, and there's essentially it looks like a pig who uh, has a bad attitude. He's all mad. And uh, you go and look here why for somebody who doesn't believe in you know, Armageddon or the apocalypse or Christian identity thought here, he certainly hangs around a bunch of Anglo-Mestizos and Melungeons and the rest here, like Dan Johns and Eli James and the rest here. So, uh, you know, why are you, why are you hanging around? So anyway, I... Tomorrow, I'll probably troll Fickle Sheen, but I'll also go and you know, look at Tom Bowie's show. And, heck, I may even call in, and if I'm muted, I don't really care. 
Uh, you can get cards. Why, you're welcome to go and troll, and we can play Cossacks with you boys, or or not. Or not. Uh, doesn't really matter. Uh, I think I think those people have, you know, Tether Flag, I let pretty well, I let Tether Flag do most of the hard lifting here. Uh, about a week or so, you know, you know, boom from my old DC. You know he's a Lurushi. You know he's a Lurushi. You know he's a Lurushi. And I, you know, I know what Lurushi is. It's following a Linda Larusse, who was a Jew who uh, liked chaos. So I'm not too surprised old boom got his financial acumen, uh, probably ripping off tards here and stealing their money. Maybe he was one of the Lurushi tards who spent some time in jail. I don't know. Okay. So, uh, I'm looking at that. I don't think Optimus is going to call in. I'm about to, I'm just, I'm about to run out of steam. In any case here, that's, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're just being mean. You know, I mean, Nimbus cards are just mean. So, what, what you do is you understand that they're not your tards. They're not anybody's tards. They're just their own tards. And they act like tars because, well, they're tars. Okay? You don't worry about it too much. So, we'll call you on Sunday? Okay, on the April 19th show? Well, guess what? Uh, Optima, she has, she has a tart on a leash. She has her own, own tart on a leash here. Optima, I look forward to that here. Uh, if, if you don't if you don't know how deep here, maybe Virgil can do a uh, preliminary exploration here. That would be <laughs> that would be interesting, now wouldn't it? You know, preliminary oh, yeah. you know exploration here by Virgil. Yeah. <laughs> he's the he's the he's the feminine, you know. He's the opna feminine or not here? You know what I mean? He's He's gonna he's gonna bring his little soldier into some uh, into oh a chemical maelstrom here that he knows not what here he's gonna do some exploration do 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 of all the Enterprise ones, I liked, you know, I liked the one which was uh, Voyager because it was sort of like uh, Xenophon's Anabapsis, Anabapsis, where they're a long way from home and they got to figure out their way about how to get out of this ship that they're in. What, 95, 95 gazillion light years away, okay? Uh, no, no, no. He's uh, he's 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 a character who's nice to Optima. Optima's been on the show before, uh, and we're talking about back when he used to be a PI, a targeted individual. And uh, he's nice. He's nice to Tards. He's nice to Optima here. So hey, I look forward to uh, old Virgil calling in. Um, maybe. Maybe one of these days we can work on a stumble in, a stumble in amnesty for Optima Feminine because she, uh, oh, she sort of chimped out. Uh, she sort of chimped out uh, six months ago. 
Okay. Virgil is T.I. <laughs> okay. See, Long Island Brian is already, he's learning at the tender age of 20 to talk, to to be a, you know, want to be past the party mouth. You know, sort of like uh, idiot spawner six, you know, three by 666. Okay. So, uh, when I reload. <laughs> okay. Well, folks, we are going to call it a night. I think, uh, I think it's about time for me to call it a night. I'm a little bit tired. I really need to change my hours. I need to get up for the crack of noon. So, I need to do a few things here and I need to get to bed. And you take my puppy dog outside and let him run around a little bit here and do his business. Okay, it was a terrible show. Okay. Uh, I mean, I take it that you won't be back uh, soon here. So anyway, John, do you have anything to say? Uh, no, Pastor, I'm good. <laughs> okay. I just I just simply wanted you to know that Tom Bowie hasn't denied being a pig. And I think it's dangerous to talk to pigs. I mean, it's safer to talk to niggers than it is to pigs, although there's really no point talking to niggers and Jews or beaners or anything like that. But there's even less, you know, there's even less reason to talk to pigs, and there is no such thing as an ex-pig. If they last more than 30 days, it's because they don't have a problem with being a pig and doing what pigs do. Okay. So move to rest radio. No, I'm not moving to rest radio. I like talks to you just fine. So that's just you know that's just simply. And you might listen to last Friday's show. And I might very well with another computer. Uh, I'm not really going to troll. I'm not really going to troll old Tom Bowie's show. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hang around, let him know that I'm around. I'm not going to. I mean, if he has me unmuted on a show, I'm going to probably chew on his ass, but I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to control the show. On the other hand, I'll have probably them listening to it. Okay? So I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, hail victory. May Yahweh bless and good night. Hail victory. Hail victory.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.